Hey everyone, you're listening to The Days Are Different, episode number two. This is an astrological forecast by me, Nico Dunn. Thanks for tuning in. Alright, one second. Can y'all hear me? Am I coming through? Alright, is this working? Yeah, yeah, yes. Um, I got both the Twitch streams open right now. This is hard. It's hard to do it from, um, from like three different places. So, um, I don't know if next week I'll be doing the live Twitch stream unless I get, uh, some, some more feedback on it. Um, I might just be putting out the podcast, but the cool news is that, uh, the days are different is a podcast now and it uh, is streaming live from most podcast providers so uh, google podcasts spotify uh, breaker um, i don't know if it's on apple yet because mac is apple is fucking ridiculous and takes forever to approve or or take submissions so I don't know if it's up there yet, but what what I'm trying to say is the days are different is going to be a thing, and if you listen to podcasts, listen to it wherever you listen to your podcasts, subscribe to it, um, or follow it, or like it, or whatever the the feature is in your your podcast provider, and um, yeah, that's 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 basically it. So yeah, what are we doing here? Um, I'm Nico Daunt, a professional astrologer, and basically what I do in these weekly episodes are astrological forecasts for the week. Um, Maybe a recap of last week, and depending on how many live viewers we get, I I could also interact with the viewers and um, read your charts or, or give you answer answer personal questions just make sure you're putting something in the chat either uh on Vern's world or on uh vr nico yeah and my reasoning behind um kind of wanting to move away from twitch is i don't like being uh sandwiched with uh like a bunch of edgelord uh gamers um, so, and, and it's, it's, I don't know, it's, it's, it's a good platform for, for what it does, streaming and everything, but it's, uh, it's, I don't know, it's, it's a weird, it's a weird one. It's a little too gamer, gamery for me, if, if that's a, a word. Um, but whatever, uh, we're here and you're here and that's cool. So, um, enough business uh it's it's been sort of a uh i guess weird week uh, another one in in quarantine uh, another we had that uh full moon in in libra that was very uh potent and really kind of had an effect to it uh but now we're we're moving into another week and i'm going to be fucking real honest with y'all I uh, did the thing where I, I didn't really look. I, I haven't looked at what the transits are for, for next week. So, um, and I, you know, I kind of wanted that to be a, a thing this week is, is uh, diving into it a, a bit, um, uh, not knowing what the forecast is yet. So I don't really, I go into it without any bias and, and it can be more of like a thoughtful uh, approach and, and we're all kind of unwrapping these transits together um, and the point of this is uh, you know it's layered uh, it, it's it, it's in the name of the podcast to remind uh, myself and y'all listening that the days are in fact different um, 
because things do tend to get monotonous in quarantine. But also, um, the point is really to, to provide everybody with, with what I have to offer in this time where I feel like, uh, you know, it's, it, there really is a focus on, on what your strengths are and, and what you can offer to the world right now. And uh, one of those things as, um, as I, I don't know, as, as uh, much of a novelty as astrology is, and that's, that's really what it is in, in every sense of the word. I, I don't want to cheapen astrology, but it is, it's novel. Um, I can provide you with an astro astrological offering. This is my astrological offering to the people listening. And hopefully I'll be able to do this um, every Sunday afternoon uh, ad nauseum um, until the planets stop moving or, um, yeah, until uh, humans go extinct. Uh, and it seems a little bit more obvious which one of those is going to come first. So without further ado, let's dive right into the transits. The, this is going to be... Uh, astrological invocation in the form of a Twitch stream for uh, Sunday the 12th through Sunday the 19th of April. So um, yeah, we're, 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 we're through, we're halfway through pretty much uh, a month of quarantine. Um, I know a lot of you have been um, in your houses socially distancing um, for three weeks to a month now. Um, and so, you know, it's, it's almost like we're, we're getting used to this lifestyle, but I, I, I know there is like sort of an energy of, um, stir craziness around, um, there's, there's a couple transits that stick out to me this week and, um, I'm going to do this like kind of a little different than I did, uh, last week's, um, Obviously, I'm going into it without knowing the transit, so I'm just reading them right now. But also, uh, please feel free to chime in in the chat or text me or get a hold of me on Instagram. Um, I saw that some of you had questions last time, but I didn't have both of the streams open, so I couldn't see who was asking what. Um, and now I can. So if you want to do that, just type it in the chat box. Don't be afraid. Uh, we're all here together. Um, yeah, so uh, the first transit that really sticks out to me is um, on Tuesday, uh, the 14th, at 4 in the morning, we're going to see the Sun in Aries square Pluto in Capricorn. So I spent a lot of last episode kind of going over the archetype of Pluto and how that... Um, sort of what Pluto means in uh, reference to your personhood, but also in reference to modern society, because I feel it has this like powerful energy to it. Pluto is transformation. Pluto is destruction. Pluto is power. Um, and so when you see a square, uh, like a square between the sun and Pluto, what that means is a 90 degree difference um, or a 90 degree aspect in the chart. And this is some uh, intermediate math. Uh, I, I maybe, uh, yeah, trigonometry perhaps. Uh, but if you can wrap your head around a circle, zero to 360 degrees, that is what we're looking at right here. Um, and for those of you listening to the podcast, imagine uh, a natal chart or an astrology chart. If you've ever seen one before, it's, it's a circle. And like a circle, it goes from zero to 360 degrees. So when we have planets, um, like for instance, the Sun and Pluto that are in a 90 degree difference to each other, they create what is referred to as a square to each other. And this square um, basically 
is signifying that they are uh, a quarter of the way through the zodiac from each other in distance. Um, uh, and I know everyone's like, fuck, this is boring now. This is math. Um, but what is cool about these transits is you see this sun square Pluto uh, right now in, in the night sky um, as the planets are, are orbiting uh, not around the Earth, but we, we use astrology from a geocentric location. But what's cool is we see that right now. We see the Sun square Pluto. And any uh, baby who would be born at this moment, uh, or on the 14th rather, uh, would have this Sun square Pluto aspect in their chart. So all that energy of the Sun square Pluto um, in astrology would uh, be expressed through a person born at the moment of that astrological transit. It would become a lifelong aspect, uh, a lifelong conflict, a lifelong struggle for that person to deal with. But for us, it's only going to be a day or two. So what, it, what does it mean? What, what is this transit going to do to us? I guess I'm, I'm, I'm rambling now. Um, this, the sun in Aries is, uh, you know, we talked about this a lot last week where it's, it's kind of this, this forward moving, self-focused, self-sustaining energy. It's independent. It provides you with a sense of initiative. It is uh, pro protagonistic, and when I say protagonistic, I mean that in uh, sort of like a Joseph Campbell, um, the hero's quest, like you are uh, the main character in this story. And uh, Pluto, again, destruction, uh, transformation, um, and power and potency. And so a square, which is generally seen as a challenging aspect or an obstacle of an aspect, could denote that um, th there is some sort of conflict between uh, independence and transformation. Um, there's some sort of conflict between, um, again, this like singular concept of your personhood and uh, the, the, the changes and perhaps the destruction that is happening in the world around. Um, so on a larger scale, on a more like, uh, I guess, third person scale, when you're looking out at the world and you're looking at everyone as a collective experiencing this transit, uh, what you'll want to pay attention to is sort of these large scale shifts in power dynamics, um, shifts in power dynamics between people, but also shifts in power dynamics between mechanisms that have uh, always existed, uh, systems of thought, thought structures, patterns of uh, uh, industry and infrastructure as well. On a personal level, this uh, could be a day that is punctuated by sort of uh, a sense of... Um, I, I feel like the theme of this, of this day on Tuesday will be one where you're really kind of put into uh, your assessment of your own freedom. And I think you know, that's kind of a vague way to put it, but I think what I'm trying to get through here is that this could be a day that is somewhat in conflict with the, um, the current quarantine that we're all experiencing. Um, because there is an aspect of, um, uh, being, uh, um, at the will of your state's, uh, you know, lockdown policies are being um, just made aware of the news every morning where there is an element of freedom that feels lost in the, uh, in the current times. Um, just the ability to, to go out and see your friends. Um, but also, if you look around the world, 
the more harsher restrictions and the sort of uh, fascist and autocratic uprisings that are happening kind of under the guise of, of quarantining and self-isolating. And I'm not trying to... Um, I'm not trying to to take away from the reality that is the pandemic that we're all experiencing, but uh, you do see uh, certain governments reacting to uh, the quarantine in ways that stifle their citizens and, uh, and uh, just take people's freedoms away in general. And that's what we see with Pluto because Pluto represents power in the chart, when we see a square to Pluto, when we see an opposition, when we see any negative or harsh aspect to Pluto, uh, we see struggles with power dynamics. And um, struggles with power dynamics that generally have to do with one person having more than the other or one person having more than a herd of people. So um, look out for Tuesday because there's a lot going on. Um, less notably, later Tuesday evening around 10 o'clock in, in uh, Pacific time, you'll see uh, Mercury conjunct Chiron in Aries. And we ended last week's episode talking about Chiron, the wounded healer, um, which Chiron specifically, uh, kind of when you first explain that archetype to people, it leaves a bad taste in their mouth. But I think it's this really poetic energy where through our uh, traumatic experiences and through the, the wounds that we experience, we're able to express um, some sort of solidified wisdom or solidified strength, you know, and you see that in so many places in astrology, um, this sort of uh, double-edged sword or uh, this back and forth, this, this interplay between one's strengths and their weaknesses uh, between one's most uh, traumatic experiences and their ability uh, to provide wisdom or at least a preventative wisdom through those experiences. And when Mercury aligns with Chiron as it does at uh, 10 o'clock Tuesday night, You'll see a lot of people's mentality shift towards uh, working through that uh, wounded healer archetype, uh, navigating that wounded healer archetype on an intellectual level. Um, and so this, this early week, especially on Tuesday with these two very potent transits, uh, you'll see a lot of people kind of um, being pulled back into their, their minds. And, um, this is a good time for doing some deep thought for doing some deep dives on, on your personal self, um, for, for really looking at the strengths that, uh, you exhibit. And if you feel like this is something that you can't identify on your own, don't be afraid to reach out to people who, you share these memories with, uh, uh, and I'm talking about memories that are transformative, memories that are powerful in nature. Um, don't be afraid to, it, it's, it's not so much fishing for compliments, but it's really hard to, uh, to uh, see, um, see the world or see yourself from that first person view. And this is going to sound like a tangent and I'm just going to go on it because I, I, I want to and I, I was just thinking about it last night and it doesn't have much to do with anything, but whatever, this is, the days are different. This is my show. I can, I can talk about what I want to talk about. Um, yeah, last night I was watching Curb Your Enthusiasm and I realized that 
Curb Your Enthusiasm is the only, like, universe where everything except for Curb Your Enthusiasm exists. So it's like, Larry David's, like, doing all these shows and everything, but Curb Your Enthusiasm as a show... Like, Seinfeld exists in that universe, but Curb Your Enthusiasm doesn't exist in that universe. And uh, we're watching Curb Your Enthusiasm, so we're more experts on that than the main character in that show. And I know a lot of you are like, what the fuck are you talking about? This makes no sense. But basically what I wanted to say is that working with this chironic energy... Um, working with this wounded healer energy and identifying your own strengths is much like Larry David identifying Curb Your Enthusiasm from within Curb Your Enthusiasm. It's, it's not, it's, it's the most impossible feat to, uh, to see yourself in, like, in this holistic sense. Uh, self-awareness and understanding are more easily attained through conversing with others and through having external experiences that allow you to identify aspects of yourself because you are the only uh, I mean all right so that's like it's like a backwards point but I'm sorry if this is roundabout. Um, and feel free to chime in in the chat because this really feels like I'm talking to no one right now. But um, uh, basically, you exist for all of your friends. You exist for, for, for everybody who bears witness to you throughout uh, you know, their daily routine. But you're, the, you're experiencing that. You're spent, your energy goes into uh, per- perception and perceiving that. And everybody else, you know actually gets to enjoy you so I don't know it's whatever fuck that was a bad point it doesn't make sense and it, 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 whatever um, moving forward um, so shit on Wednesday we'll be experiencing uh Sun square Jupiter. This happens early in the morning, um, around four o'clock in the morning, uh, Pacific time. And so we have these two, um, these two sun transits kind of back to back Tuesday and Wednesday, and they're both squares. They're both squares. Um, oh shit. One second. I got to sign it into my account so that I can say shit back to you on the on the internet. So we experience this sun square Pluto on Tuesday and then we go into the sun square God damn it. I have to type in a password. One second. This is three six nine nine seven four. So Sun square Jupiter, three o'clock in the morning, Portland, Oregon, you'll be dreaming, you'll be in REM state, you may be still awake, Um, but basically, when we see Jupiter in a hard aspect with the planet, and when I say hard aspect, I'm talking about this square, because squares are seen as challenging aspects so a sun square jupiter will be um, a challenging transit when we see when we see the sun and jupiter in a square with each other we know that jupiter will be exhibiting or expressing its expansive nature in um, more of a potentially reckless way and so this is a good day to um, kind of stay on top of your, uh, I guess, indulgent nature or the, the kind of like what Jupiter can also represent because it's this ambitious energy and this, this forward moving energy. What Jupiter can also represent is um, 
sorry, is like an idealism or a sort of unfounded, uh, Pollyannic, like, um, sort of not looking at the reality of the situation. And so, uh, this could be, uh, a day where, you know, maybe, maybe, uh, the, the whole self-isolating and, uh, quarantining thing is, is really, is really bugging the collective community. This could be a day where, where we're more prone to slip ups, um, connecting pods and, uh, kind of, uh, <laughs> indulging ourselves perhaps in uh negative coping mechanisms um but the thing about jupiter is it also it also rules expansion so so kind of paying attention to um where you don't <laughs> where you, where you, where you want to keep things stable or where where you don't want things to expand in your life right um Again, the sun is ego, identity, it's your personhood. So these two transits of these two sun squares, everyone will be co collectively experiencing them. Um, th there's going to be a lot of ego conflict on during these Tuesday and Wednesday transits. So like I said last week, a really good way to deal with this energy is... Um, by just providing yourself and others with extra space. And I know that's something that just keeps on being repeated um, in all like mediums right now. It's, uh, you know, give people space, but it's not just literal space, you know. Uh, give people space to work through their shit. Give yourself space to work through your shit, you know. Um, and this is huge when we experience hard aspects to the sun. Thursday is one of these weird days where there's no astrological transits occurring. So um, that doesn't mean that nothing will happen on this day. It just means there's nothing astrologically notable um, worth talking about um, or worth mentioning on Thursday. Um, and then on Friday, the 17th, we're going to be experiencing Mercury sextile to Venus in Gemini. And this is just a sweet little transit, in my opinion. <laughs> um, first of all, because I think the, the Aries, uh, the Aries Gemini sextile is, is just like, it's cute. It's, it's sweet. They're these two like really young signs. Um, and, uh, a sextile is a uh, 60 degree uh, difference in the chart. So if you think of each sign as taking up, each zodiac sign as taking up 30 degrees of the chart, then the sextile uh, is a two sign hop. So every other sign. So Aries, Taurus, Gemini. Aries and Gemini uh, create a sextile to each other. And so we see Mercury in the early degrees of Aries. We see Venus in the early degrees of Gemini. Um, and really, this, this is a great day for artists. This is a great day for thinkers. This is a great day for establishing a personal philosophy. This is a great day for just kind of um, expressing yourself and... Uh, uh, feeling comfortable in expressing yourself, feeling uh, balanced in your self-expression. Um, and the, you know, again, we've, we, we've kind of talked about Aries as this archetype of, of protagonistic energy in your personal hero, hero's quest. Um, Gemini, you know, gets this bad rap for being sort of... Uh, two-faced or you know it's there's so many memes about how annoying gemini is i saw like a meme recently that was like we know corona there's like a tweet um somebody was saying we know coronavirus is a gemini it's like no dude we don't fucking know coronavirus is a gemini 
It's probably like a fucking Capricorn or a Sagittarius. And that's just based off of the dates. Like, uh, <laughs> it might not be, you know? Like, when do we call the... When do we, when do we cast the birth chart for uh, a pandemic, you know? Is it when the... Is it when the disease is first, uh, like, discovered or isolated? Um, I don't know. These are good questions for, for not me. Um, but I don't think that coronavirus is a Gemini. And that's rude as fuck. Um, <laughs> but it's like, it might be. I don't fucking know. Like, if you, if you, really, if you really think about it, like... It's got some Geminian characteristics. I mean, fucking Donald Trump's a Gemini, so why wouldn't coronavirus be a Gemini? But yeah, my personal call with, with and don't take this as, as truth, um, but I'm going to say coronavirus is a Sagittarius, and I'm coming out, and I'm saying that just base level, look at it, look at how it functions. Coronavirus, Sagittarius, sun hella Capricorn in that chart, um, just saying, uh, don't, don't, don't point fingers of blame at Gemini, um, but yeah, so, so, so we have Mercury sextiling Venus in Gemini, invigorating our creative outputs, uh, making us feel, uh, uh, balanced, harmonious in our expression, and just, giving you this like intellectual activation um really good day to uh get some some homework done uh whatever that means to you at this point <clears throat> all right so that's friday saturday <clears throat> we see mercury kind of slingshotting through Aries, um, and this, this generally happens, um, when you have, uh, Mercury stationing direct, uh, stationed direct, uh, on March 10th, so it's, it's been direct for a while now, but it was in this retrograde period, and now it's playing catch up with the planets, it usually stays, uh, Mercury never moves outside of, uh, uh two signs from, from the sun. So, I mean, if you, if you have your, and that's something that I forgot to say to y'all, go to astro.com, pull out your personal charts right now. Um, and it's, it's fun to, to listen to me and look at your personal chart and kind of see where these transits are happening in your personal chart. Because, um, you know, right now, if, if Venus is in your fifth house of, uh, creativity and self-expression then this this upcoming sextile between mercury and venus can be one um that really acts as a source of inspiration whereas if it's uh in your 12th house of subconscious this may be like a better day to i don't know eat some psychedelics and and just really like explore the the underbelly of your psyche um but for the most part uh, I, I want this to be an interactive experience as I'm going through it, um, as much as I'm doing this for myself and my own sanity, uh, I'm also doing it for you, um, my viewers. So just look at your own chart, use this shit, this information to your benefit, um, yeah. Yeah, sorry, I, I lost my train of thought. Um, Alright, yeah, so Mercury's slingshotting through uh, through Aries. Moving, moving, moving. And on um, Saturday, the 18th, at 8 o'clock in uh, Pacific Time, it will sextile Mars in Aquarius. And... So this day might be a little bit more physically focused because Mars has that intense like physical embodiment energy and uh, kind of a sextile between Aries and uh, Aquarius uh, channels more of a 
that like potent energy that potent protagonistic energy of Aries but Aquarius is more so this like uh Whereas Gemini is more of like a youthful, chaotic, innovative energy. Um, Aquarius is innovative, but it is more so, um, and chaotic. Uh, it's, it's not youthful. It's, 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 it's wise in its chaos. Aquarius is more of a calculated, mad scientist energy. And I know calculated and mad don't really go together as words, but you're just going to have to roll with me for a second. Saturday is going to be a cool day. Everyone will love it. Fucking good day. Uh, yeah. And then on Sunday, what do we got happening on Sunday? Shit. Shit. The sun is going into Taurus on, on Sunday. So that will be a full, uh, a full zodiacal sign encapsulated in, uh, this, this worldwide quarantine that we're all experiencing. Um, and I I mean, this is huge, uh, as an astrologer, we will look back on the airy season of, um, of 2020 and just the winter of 2020, um, and early spring of 2020 is just such a pivotal time, but yeah, we've had a full, we've had a full zodiac sign in, uh, in self-isolation in coping with, uh, coronavirus now. Um, why is it important that the sun is going into Uranus or into Taurus? And I, I just kind of gave away why it's important because Uranus is in Taurus. All right. Yeah. Uranus is in Taurus. And so next week, and we'll talk about this next week and we'll go into it deeper next week. You'll see the sun, uh, aligning to Uranus and, um, Uranus and Taurus is this interesting transit that, um, that I've always, that I always kind of bring up, uh, Because uh, Uranus is this like very slow moving planet. It goes through the zodiac at uh, what is that like eighty, eighty? It takes like a eighty something uh, period. Like it's just like eighty years it takes for for Uranus to go through Taurus. So the last time Uranus was in Taurus. Uh, was 1934 to 1942. Everybody's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, like historically, astrology kind of has some undertones that are like, when these cycles repeat themselves, you see it in a big way. So you can contemplate what was happening in the world um, in this this period of years of 1934, uh, and 1942, uh, you know, World War Two, Holocaust, uh, just the rise of dictators, uh, overarching themes of imperialism. Uh, there was, you know, uh, just like massive dust bowl storms, uh, hurricanes, floods, the Holocaust. It, it was... All right, well, so this is like doom and gloom astrology. I don't want to fucking get too deep on it. Like, Uranus and Taurus, shitty. Uh, really shitty. <laughs> fucking, like, not cool. Oh, wow, that's that's a horrible way to put it. Um, what can we take from the archetype of Taurus? And what can we take from the planetary energy of Uranus that could perhaps... Uh, make this seemingly a more productive transit. Um, the way I like to think about it, um, is we have to take ourselves back to these planetary rulers, right? Yeah. No need to sugarcoat it. Uh, we're, we're, no need to sugarcoat it. We're fucked. Uh, this, the days are different is an alarmist astrology podcast. Uh, the world is in crisis mode. Um, yeah, we're fucked. Um, this is me telling us how fucked we are, or how potentially fucked we are. We're, we're potentially very fucked. 
Um, but that's not helpful, right? Uh, so let's let's fucking try to try to uh, dissect these archetypes and see if there's something that's uh, that alleviates the the overarching stress that comes with because time is always moving and time is always different and I feel like fucking people are always like oh well you know if we don't learn history we're doomed to repeat it um, and that's just not fucking true because there's always gonna be one little thing that's different. I've seen the fucking butterfly effect with Ashton Kutcher. I know how shit changes. But seriously, like, just the slightest difference can 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 make a, a, a moment different. And you have to realize that there's, it's not 1934 through 1942. We have different technology at our disposal. We're interacting with an entirely different world. You could make the argument that humans have just are just like different beings at this point um but taurus is uh venus ruled so venus rules both taurus and um both taurus and libra and i've heard this expressed in so many ways um one of the ways that i don't really like this venus ruling taurus and libra being expressed in is people have said like uh Libra is like love in a relationship or love like for another person and Taurus is like self-love and self-care and I think that's fucking stupid. Um, also people have said that like Taurus season is like the masturbation season of astrology and I think that's fucking stupid as well. Um, so it's because it's like every season's masturbation season with astrology this shit's fucking masturbatory as fuck um but whatever not to hate on those astrologers or those concepts i just feel like uh again it doesn't help us with this like uranus and taurus uh doom and gloom forecast for you uh so what is the solution? Do we just like masturbate ourselves out of this situation? No, that's, that's, I mean, you know, it's, there's not, there's no better time than when you're like quarantined and self-isolated, but that's not the fucking point. Um, Taurus, resourceful, grounded, uh, balanced, poised, understanding of self, self-sufficient, they're resource-oriented. So when we say resourceful, when we say resource-oriented, what we mean is they have an understanding of self-worth. The, the strength is um, in delineating what you have to offer. And Uranus is this chaotic energy of change. It's the catalyst for events happening. It's an electric planet that has this eccentric energy to it. And this eccentricity is... Um, is what innovates you know so uranus is weird and goofy and like the sort of like luna love good of the planetary um archetypes but it also makes shit happen so again it speaks to um aquarius because uranus rules aquarius so it does have it picks and pulls these archetypes and these planetary, these zodi zodiacal archetypes and these uh, planetary archetypes, um, they pick and pull from each other. So Uranus rules Aquarius. Uranus and Aquarius can both kind of play into this like uh, mad scientist, humanitarian energy. Um, and if we're fucking talking about um, Harry Potter characters, as I mentioned, Luna Lovegood, uh, it's also like Sirius Black and like kind of like just like thinking beyond yourself an altruistic energy providing for uh the future and not really for yourself in a sense so uranus and taurus what this is calling us to do is to focus on the resource we have to offer so to pull from that inner sense of groundedness and to really try to identify these resources we have to offer and this plays into the earlier themes i was talking about um in working with chiron and working with this wounded healer energy coming to terms with the fucking strengths that you have and and it's it's uh I know a lot of that is being asked of people right now, and um, it's 
it's not super easy to uh, to start or to initiate that sort of like self-motivation like I have this to offer and I'm gonna do it the, the, the channels are not created yet and that may be the issue because that is an issue with Uranus is it's uh, it's innovative um, like the future is in innovative so the idea here is that you may be preparing yourself to provide a, a, a strength or an offering to the world that doesn't even exist yet or that doesn't have a channel of of representation yet so it, it really it, it encourages people to sort of think in those terms of um, of how how can I get this point across what is the lines of communication me and a friend have been discussing um, how to uh, how to get uh, how to how to make it so that you could jam over the internet because uh, you know zoom chat uh, or uh, Google Hangouts or Instagram chat or you know, house party or whatever you're using, you'll always have to deal with, um, with internet latency or unique internet off offsets in, on each person's machine, you know, and that's kind of the, the downfall of like working with a, a, a digital medium um, in a time where we're supposed to self-isolate is it, it makes it kind of hard to collaborate if you're supposed to be doing the same shit at the same time. And I feel like that concept of trying to synchronize with other people virtually is more than a, a poignant metaphor for what we should be doing right now. We need to fucking figure out how to sync up and not just sync up um, so that we can collaborate and fucking uh, make art, but sync up in a way where we have thought about our channel for self-expression, our channel for communication, but we've also thought about our channel for the strength that we have to offer to other people, the talent that we have to offer to other people. And it takes, um, it takes flexibility, it takes adaptability. This is not a fucking time to be rigid. This is not a time to, um, to fall into thought patterns of, uh, sort of self-deprecation um, and I know it's really easy to do that right now um, yeah it's 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 really easy to do this right now and so and like going back to this conversation that I was having with my friend about um, solutions for for uh, having perfect synchronization um, on uh, through, through the internet, um, you know, one of the, the logical dilemmas that comes to mind is this, uh, this two generals issue. Um, yeah, so the two generals problem is like, it's a thought experiment. It's like uh, in computer science and in math, and it just is supposed to illustrate the idea that um, it's impossible to coordinate communication over an unreliable stream of communication. And so the idea is there's two generals standing at opposing uh, points of battle and they're sending messengers over uh, their opponent. So, the mess so they, they cannot trust the messages um, that they're receiving because the messenger has to traverse through an enemy territory. And, you know, the, the messenger can get killed when it goes through um, enemy territory. The, the messenger could be compromised um, and sent with uh, opposing information. Uh, the messenger themselves could all already be corrupt. So, um, I mean, we're not talking about like medieval wartime tactics here. We're, we're talking about um, providing yourself with a reliable means for communication. Um, 
And uh, that's why I've been working with like Mercury a lot as a planet in these episodes is I think that communication is so important right now, using our brains, using our intellect and really focusing on what uh, before this uh, COVID-19 crisis would be referred to as, as soft, soft skills. We need to focus on um, channeling our, our intellect, channeling our intelligence and, and, and thinking about solutions to problems that may not even exist yet. Um, and uh, wow, that's not helpful at all. <laughs> but like, like, uh, you'll, you'll see, we'll, we'll see, like, um, just use your brains. Like, it's really important, you know? Um, and I, I think in working with Uranus, what's, what's being encouraged of the, the collective unconscious right now with Uranus and Taurus is, um, a flexibility and adaptability. No doubt. Uranus will always encourage that. But also, um, uh, it's encouraging us to get uh, sort of t to advance um, our understanding of our own groundedness, to advance the, the means for which we find this sense of resourcefulness. Um, and what I see coming out of this uh, Uranus and Taurus period, which will, it's a long, it's a slow moving planet. So, um, like if, if y'all are, you know, I see you in the box, like, oh shit, fuck Uranus and Taurus. Like, oh, like the last time this happened was the Holocaust. Like, you know, but planets are moving and planets do fall out of signs. So, um, I don't know if this is comforting for people to hear, but Uranus will only be in Taurus until 2026. <laughs> so it's like, it's like, uh, we only have six more years to, to really, uh, deal with the, the intensity that is Uranus in Taurus, but then we'll have a whole other slew of problems. Cause guess what babies? When Uranus moves out of Taurus in 2026, Uranus goes into Gemini. And coronavirus apparently is a Gemini. So we'll have to be fucking dealing with a lot more when Uranus goes into that sign in 2026. No, I'm not trying to fucking make that into a thing. We'll have, we'll have six years to, to really figure it out, to figure out how to navigate this energy. Um, and uh, I, I think that there is a beauty to... Um, to what can potentially happen with this Uranus energy um, in Taurus. And I know I've said Uranus a bunch of times and y'all are like, why are you saying it like Uranus? Um, that's how astrologers pronounce it so that we don't have to say Uranus and uh, y'all fucking giggle. But Uranus is, is funny, it sounds funny. Uranus is... Uh, not it's just not funny there's nothing funny about it <laughs> um, fucking yeah so so moving forward you got uranus and taurus the sun will align with uranus and taurus next week but i would say that the good homework for this week is to look at where uh uranus is natally in your personal chart um a lot of um, people born uh, in the late 80s and early 90s uh, have Uranus and Capricorn. Um, uh, I know that some of my listeners may have Uranus in uh, Aquarius, uh, maybe even Pisces. Um, and then some people might have it in Sagittarius or... or uh, or Scorpio or Libra even. Um, but really uh, what we're seeing as like a millennial generation with Uranus and Capricorn is we're seeing uh, a trine or an earth trine to our Uranus. So there is a responsibility being called from um, this generation of people, uh, people in their 20s, 30s, 40s right now, um, that, 
their, their, their charts are being activated in a way that calls for them to be innovative, in a way that calls for them to do this act of finding solutions for problems that may not even exist yet. We gotta put on our prognostic caps right now. And I'm not talking about using fucking astrology to predict what's happening. I'm talking about using science. I'm talking about using your brain, using your just instinct and intuition right now. Because really being able to activate that within yourself at the moment um, and, and trust your intuition and to um, uh, <clears throat> kind of uh, utilize that at the moment is a really powerful thing. This is what this week is, is sort of, this week's astrology is sort of um, coaxing out of people and go easy on yourself, you know? Like it's, it's, it's not supposed to be this process of like uh, really uh, pushing yourself too hard to come to these realizations, you know? Um, it, it's not about making problems so that you could fucking uh, find solutions to them. Um, we're not trying to make more problems right now. And I know um, that some of the some of the, some people uh, deal with this Uranus in Taurus energy, this this energy of of innovation in a way that um, focuses a bit too much on the the resource and the, the, the self-worth aspect of it. And I would say when you see that energy, um, what that looks like is more of like a doomsday prepper, like, um, you know, fatalistic sort of uh, uh, world ending, end of, end of times energy. And uh, again, it's, it's dynamic. Uh, it all changes. All these planets are moving. You know, the, the cycles are occurring and recurring and, and sometimes never happening again in a lifetime. So um, paying attention to the fact that like this transit was happening in 1934 through 1942 and like it's happening now from 2018 to 2026, uh, it won't happen again until, uh, you know, uh, I guess like, 2100 and 20 I don't know it's it will happen again probably in our life lifetimes so so I don't I'm not gonna predict what will happen during like the the water wars of 2105 but um, we won't be around to deal with that but we might as well contemplate what it will be like you know again going back to this idea of um, creating solutions to problems that may not even exist yet, not making more problems. Um, a great week for thought, a great week for uh, starting projects, uh, for strengthening uh, your alignment to projects that you may have already started in this moment of quarantine. Um, yeah, how about let's let's do a little bit of astro homework. Um, in between now and next week, I want my listeners to, uh, first of all, get access to their personal natal chart in some form. Uh, the most straightforward way I've found doing this is uh, going to astro.com um, and putting in your birth info. Uh, just so you have that available for the next... Uh, the next episode but um, find where Uranus is in your chart know the sign and know the house that it's in and look that up um, the internet is a wealth of resources and 90% of it is bullshit so go for it you know study read learn about yourself self actualize personal development is awesome right now um and if you don't have the energy to do it don't do it fucking no one's no one's you know it's not it's not super important all right well i see that uh <laughs> once again i have been talking for an hour straight um and uh 
I, I, I love this. I, I, I love I love being able to share this with y'all. And um, yeah, I, I really uh, hope that y'all tune in next week because uh, we're gonna have uh, a lot a lot more to talk about with the sun going into Taurus. All right, I love you all. Uh, that was another episode of the days are different. 